0: ferrario and tanner hendrickson i'm brandon Kylie. always happy to go out to the brown and crippin celebrity line to be joined by our friend and the managing editor for BetSided, ben heisler joining us here on the show heis we appreciate the time as always man we're going to get to some nfl picks here in just a minute but the major league baseball playoffs officially begin tomorrow do you have any leans on maybe a futures bet a team that you like that's got some good odds to win the world series this year
1: I do. And uh, let's actually start right in your backyard. I know that the Cardinals run to the postseason kind of got a little choppy towards the end, but this is still a team that I kind of feel has been undervalued throughout the course of the entire season. It almost kind of feels like you have the the tier, the, the top tier teams in the, in the East with the Mets and the Braves, and of course the Dodgers. And then even though they have to go through the wild card round, it doesn't feel like it's that much of a threat for them to get past Philadelphia and get hot at the right time. Um, The the one thing that concerns me about St. Louis, and you guys can certainly address this being in that market and and knowing the team far better than I do is I know that their, their starters have been very good and very consistent. I just worry about their inability to to miss bats. That's, that's going to be an issue for them. That's where you want to have the high velocity. And that's just not really how, The St. Louis rotation appears to be built, but you certainly can't argue with their offensive success. And if you throw a lefty at them, like you almost kind of have to auto pick St. Louis, don't you?
0: Yeah, I I think that like the wild card round, I I really like them against the Phillies. I think they're just the flat out better team in this one. The one concern, though, is the two starters that the Phillies have in Nola and Wheeler. They're they're dynamic and they're very good. They've got three guys at the top of the order that are awesome in their lineup. So that could be the difference maker, but I think the Cardinals are the better team in the wild card. The problem is, man, this path could be really tough. You go through the Braves next, and then one of the Dodgers or the Mets, most likely for the right to play, I would assume one of the Astros or the Yankees. So it, it's going to be difficult for whoever gets out of this national league, but at whatever it is, 17 or 20 to one, depending on where you're betting right now, I think they've got good odds.
1: Yeah. And we've actually seen some of those odds move up as far as their, their chances to win the world series. I think just yesterday I uh, saw them at around 22 to one. So the fact that you're seeing them at 17, 18 tells me that there's still some inherent value left on the board for St. Louis. The, the other team that I, I like, and again, it might feel like a bit of a crap shoot, but I, Cleveland is to me feels like that pain in the ass team that you're just not going to be able to get rid of uh really good top of the rotation starters outstanding bullpen and while they don't really hit for power they they're just an impossible out there they're dead last in, in major league baseball in strikeouts they walk uh at a, a high clip uh terry francona you certainly trust his managerial acumen amongst anybody uh, that's going to be a team that that i'm would definitely suggest paying attention to and maybe a dart throw at him. I, I got him a little bit earlier on in the season at fifty to one to win the American League pennant, hundred to one to win the World Series. Again, it's it's a very tough challenge uh, in a stacked American league, but they're that team in October where if you get hot with that kind of pitching, um, you've seen it in St. Louis, you know, just a handful of years ago. Right team, right situation in October you want a smart baseball team and Cleveland certainly is up at the
2: top of the list. Hi, speaking of pain in the ass, we oh, have our come pick'ems
1: <laughs>
0: coming up once
2: again um, and BK for the third straight week is 0-3. This man just <sighs> continues to uh, show how great it is to suck at something. I'm curious though because I'm very stressed out because I'm looking at the NFL spreads for this upcoming week and I believe there are only three games, at least on my DraftKings Sportsbook app that I'm looking at, there are only three games that have a Spread that are three or less points, which makes me very nervous to want to take any NFL game. Are there games I need to be staying away from? All of them.
1: Are there games that you need to be staying yeah.
2: away from? Yeah, yeah like
1: I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, certainly not all of them. Um, there's there's a handful of games that I, I certainly don't feel like I have a, a great read into. I'll I'll give you one that's kind of got conflicting trends here. So. Pittsburgh Steelers uh, are 14-point dogs on the road at Buffalo. So you can certainly say to yourself that the Steelers under Mike Tomlin have historically been a great underdog bet. In fact, if you go back to last year, remember the Steelers upset the Bills um, and yeah, there's there's still some issues for, for Pittsburgh defensively compared to what they had before. Uh, but Buffalo also wins games primarily via blowout. They're kind of like the Dodgers, where you you take them if you're going to take them. Might as well take them against the spread because they're going to win and ultimately cover. Uh, so there's just two weird trends going back and forth here. In fact, this is the largest underdog spread for Pittsburgh since the ASL NFL merger. 14 oh points. That goes Jeez. to show you how consistent and remarkable. You know, that team has been over the course of their life. Now, another one that I I don't feel like I have a particularly good read on is Detroit and New England. You know, we're not sure whether or not it's going to be Mac Jones, whether it's going to be Bailey Zappi. Detroit still trying to figure out where uh, a lot of their production defensively might come from uh, because it has not been there all season. And granted, they still put up a ton of points without DeAndre Swift um, and without uh, Amon Ross St. Brown but you're going against a far greater challenge in the Patriots defense. And you're looking at a total in this game that that doesn't feel particularly high at 45 and a half for the Lions being the the top scoring offense in the NFL. Sometimes these, these books will kind of lay out these trap numbers. And if you feel like there's a number that's too good to be true, you tend to want to go the other way. I just don't like any of those numbers
0: in this game. Speaking of traps, tell me why I shouldn't bet the Bengals plus three on the road at the Ravens. Well, because you're picking that's that's certainly one way to go about it (laughs)
1: Bengals are Bengals are intriguing Bengals have a top 10 defense that i I think tends to be a bit overlooked because of their slow start to the year they're also coming off extended rest but there was another stat that i saw and and i'm probably going to butcher it so i apologize to whoever put it out there um i think the ravens have not held the lead for a minute and 13 seconds this year and they're and they're two and two
2: Hmm. and they've lost
1: both of their games at home in historic fashion, um, you know, giving up double digit points to to both the the Pittsburgh Steelers in week four or not the Pittsburgh Steelers in week four. Um, I'm trying to remember who who was against it was against Miami in week two. And then in in week four, you give up that, that other lead. Uh, This is a good team. I know that their defense has not looked the part, but there's too many playmakers, especially in the secondary where I think they're going to start to get it figured out. Um, you know, right now you just say, all right, Burrow, just go and throw it up to T Higgins and Jamar Chase Higgins still dealing with a bit of an injury, which concerns me. I, I think if you can get Cincinnati VK at, at three and a half, where that number has kind of hung around this week, that's a reasonable bet. That, that's a good number to bet, but just taking them blindly at three, where the Ravens still having the advantage of kicker, uh, still being at home, all things consider the fact that they have pretty much been winning every game and have a little bit of of desperation here. I I don't necessarily think that's the right side, Um, but three and a half feels like the better number to be on if you can find it.
0: Unfortunately, that's not what we have. Um, (laughs) The the other game that I really like, I understand that the Rams are the better team, I think, in this game a man five and a half points with the Cowboys with that defensive line and Micah Parsons going up against what is a shell of the former Rams offensive line. It feels juicy to me. Am I wrong for liking the Cowboys as an underdog a live dog on the road this week at LA?
1: No, you're not wrong, but I think Uh-oh. it's also important to know that this is a game that has been moving consistently all week in favor of the Rams. This line opened okay. up at about four coming off of that Rams loss on Monday night and has moved up to five and a half. at pretty much almost every single sports book. So the sharps are all over the Rams here. In fact, I, I think they're trying to push this number up. If it gets to six, maybe they'll start moving it back five and a half. I, I just don't feel like this line is moving anywhere. You're right. Like Dallas should be able to send all sorts of pressure uh, down Matthew Stafford's throat. They're coming off of a, a short week. 49ers also, I, I think there's a perception that um, you know, they're, they're a good defense. They're, they're an elite defense, especially when it comes to, to creating pressure on the quarterback. Since the Dallas hasn't looked good too, but I think the level of competition relative to San Francisco for Dallas is a bit different. So I know that that's where the sharps are going. I don't like this line right now on five and a half. Um, and at some point Cooper rush will likely start to regress to the mean. He put up good numbers. He's made some NFL throws, but um, you know, all things being equal, if the Rams are able to get some healthy guys back, it probably makes sense to be on the side of L.A. Uh, as opposed to Dallas. So I, I, I think if the line keeps going up and up, B.K., then you can find the right number for Dallas. But there's a reason why the Sharps are on the Rams this week at home. They're a, a bit more desperate here.
2: Heist, the the line that I feel like I, I would like to bet tonight, if I'm betting on this game, because let's be honest, I am, but it is trash versus even deeper trash. Yep. The Colts in the— Broncos. The line I feel like I want to bet is the under forty two because neither of these offenses know how to score. But I know as soon as I do that, I'm going to BKO it. <laughs> I mean,
1: amazing, man. How many of these did you, How many of these did you write down today? It just kind of feels like it's BK's just been walking into a trap from from the um, moment of this conversation started. So I'm I'm starting to feel bad for my guy. A bit. Heist, friend, you do need you need to, to get this. Heist, I know. I play they, well. they come natural. He wore a
2: snow white dress yesterday. Heist, like I mean, you have to have them ready.
1: That's true. That's true. You you got to, you got to know the bit. You got to know the role. All right. So let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this game for a second here. Um, you're right. Like from the standpoint of both of these offenses, they've been garbage. Um, and just because the, the Broncos all of a sudden decided to score on the Raiders last week um, should not be an indication that, that Russ is no longer cooked as a quarterback. Uh, but there are some, some trends that I think indicate that maybe the over here is, is actually where you want to go. Um, both these teams are going to have to throw a lot in this game. Uh, speaking of, of, of Indianapolis, the, the Broncos run defense this year has actually been pretty good. DVOA ranked, I think their top six, top seven. Um, conversely for the Colts, you know, it, it, or for, for the Broncos, I'm sorry. Like you just lost Javante Williams. You don't trust Melvin Gordon. Mike Boone isn't the answer. I, they're going to have to throw. And the numbers from Russ to Cortland Sutton in particular this year, have actually been monster numbers. Like, Cortland Sutton, uh, the guy that we remember from a couple of years ago, that was one of the best deep play threats in the NFL, is back, top six in air yards. I, I just think both these teams are going to throw it, and because you're not going to be able to rely on the ground and pound game from either side to take some time off the clock, I think it's almost going to lead the other way. And even though both these teams aren't particularly good offensively, they haven't been great defensively either. So this ends up being a game where it's, you know, 24-21 uh, all of a sudden the, the over is hit by, by 5 points so I just think the nature of this game leads to the pass on both sides and because of that I, I think that kind of puts the under out of reach I like the over at 42 tonight.
0: It's Ben Heisler find his work over at BetSided also on Twitter at Benny Heis. Ben we appreciate the time as always man hopefully you'll help us out this week or at least me out this week with our picks and we'll talk with you again next week my friend. Alright fellas be good